What up, man? Sit down. I'm Ray Ray all day. Oh, man, I'm digging that cowboy hat, right? Like Strap in. Strap in. Uh, you're not doing a good job at your job, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you need your mama's permission. This, this is the Battle Podcast. Battle Podcast. Hey, not everybody can pull it off. Now, your host. What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Fumani Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Oh, what up, Ray? What's going oh, on over there, fellas? God, he's back, dude. Yeah. What's going oh, on? No more Barry White. I was getting White. nervous that that yeah. Barry White was coming out, man. I'm talking this. Yeah. My lower extremities he were starting is very to shrink white. the time you started talking like that. That is the very white <laughs> album. Ooh, I had nightmares oh, about that. Jeez. That was Wait, creepy. You know, I felt so bad for our listeners. I thought, what the hell did he just do? So creepy. <laughs> he ran off all the men off the podcast. Oh, that's for sure. Man. John waking up in a cold sweat, crying. Yeah, cold, candy, cold sweat. Candy, candy. It was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> you don't just like to sit next to this guy talking like Barry White. <laughs> very white. Yeah, very, he's white. very white too. I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. Oh, you ain't kidding, man. Well, Ray was uh, on a roll the other night, dude. We went out to a movie and he had his head shaved and everything. No way. Oh, yeah. John couldn't keep his hands off Smooth, of Smooth, like butter, baby. Like sensuous butter. bald one. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's sensuous, all right. Oh, yeah. Sensuous yeah. behind Cinchy, me, John. Sensuous got a haircut. You know, it's amazing, Fritzy. You know, when you get to spend some time with brothers outside of you know, the studio and try to, you know, start hanging with the missus a little bit. You start hearing some things, you know, that <laughs> go on. You start thinking, oh, okay. Now I see what's really going on, you know? Hey, that's why, like I said, that's why it's always Ray Ray all day, not Ray Ray all night. Yeah, she said, ah. it, ain't, she said it ain't all day either. Ray Ray half the day. <laughs> She's like, that's half, bullshit. She says, you're putting in as much time doing that as you do at work. Like hey. a quarter oh. of a day. <laughs> you know, that's the only downfall to uh, homeschooling. <laughs> Yeah. Well, don't worry about it. Recess only lasts for five minutes. Right? <laughs> if I'm lucky. <laughs> oh, man. You know, them playgrounds aren't as fun as they used to be. <laughs> you throw your back out, brother. You yeah. throw your back out. That's you, it, man. You got to stretch and warm up. You can't reach for the prize the way you used to. You know? Yeah, no kidding. Oh, hey, you man. better stretch. Better stretch. I got a deer report. Um, Uh-oh. Yep. A deer report. And it, Cue and the music, Fritzy. Cue the, the music. music. Let's hear it. Don't 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 do it yourself. <laughs> That's my gig, man. Oh, my what bad. do you want? My bad. Hey, now it's time to welcome Ray Ray half a day with <laughs> the deer report. For that shit. What happened, Ray? No. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, 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 everybody. Where was I just then? I was in uh, uh, Land Center, Alaska. Alaska, the blue state. Mm-hmm. No dead deer. Wow. No. Yeah. Dude, so why are we wasting our time with a report? Sorry to disappoint. played music for your ass. So basically, he freaking reported nothing. Jeez. It's kind of like Fritz and it, it's kind of like um, the Mainer. If Maynard I want that stats. shit, I'll get the oh, yeah. Mainer. So know? now yeah. we got two guys on the show that got absolutely nothing to add. Yep. Great. <laughs> wow. Uh, I just want to just put it out there. I want to apologize to our listeners in advance. <laughs> Dude, that was the best time to put a bump ever. I'll tell you what. Fritz, you're getting good over there, bro. I, I know. You've been practicing? Jeez. Oh, man. man. A couple of Coronas. Yeah, I get creative, say, you know? I was going to say, how many Coronas did that take you? Yeah, you know. Well, he had a couple in. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's getting there. He's getting there. But, man, I want to talk about last week a little bit. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that all or nothing. What are you having flashbacks to? I am, I am. I was, I was thinking about bringing this since she was redneck back. But... No, don't since she was uh, talking uh, about that. How about let's stop? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to kind of reiterate last week a little bit. We got into that all or nothing, right? You know, that that was a good podcast. If you guys haven't heard it yet, go back to episode seventy. Take a listen to that. Pretty good one. But my biggest thing was thinking about the all or nothing. A lot of people don't realize that the struggle is real. You know, what we're, especially our youth, especially the younger generation, the Gen Z guy or Gen Z, right? Yeah. yeah. Gen, you got the Gen Zs, the millennials. And Gen Z. Gen X. And you got, we got old Fritzy over here, the baby boomer baby. What's going on? You know it. Representing. We got every, we got everybody. Old people in the house. Diversity is the key to this podcast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They got a pencil. But it is, man. The, the struggle is real. It, it, it really is. I think that the bigger thing, too, is, uh, Ray, is that it's really hard for us. When we start crossing those lines from, you know, uh, Gen X to millennials to Gen Z to, you know, baby boomers. And it's what's even more difficult is, is to how, how to how do I put this, how to be able to relate and understand. Right. Exactly. Because. You know, we come from such polar and different worlds in a different time. And it's, you know, I know as being being a dad and having, you know, Gen Z kids, well, they're now adults. Sometimes it's tough to relate. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And and I think technology plays a huge part in that because when you really look back at what we've accomplished in such a short span of time, there has been tons and tons of change. And that's really why I'm why I'm excited about this podcast is because, like you said earlier, we we literally have three different generations sitting in this room tonight. Yeah, three. Right. That, that that that's that's awesome to me. And I want to express this to the listeners: is that look, we're trying to give you guys from all generations the most accurate information we can give you. You know, the our experiences and what we've done to overcome, deal with, you know, what we find ourselves doing to cope. You know, and what we find we've done right, what we've done wrong. Yeah, you can't help somebody become a better man if you don't understand what it is to be a man in their time and in their moment. Right. Because whether we like it or not, it has changed. Mm -hmm. I mean, Fritzy, you could probably attest to this a lot. I mean, just coming from the baby booner side of things, even going looking at us from, uh, you know, Gen X. You know, I'm sure that there was, you guys are looking at us going, what the hell's going on with these dudes? You know what I mean? Shaking his head. Well, and uh, the biggest, the biggest area that you notice and being that I'm a technology buff is in technology. Yeah. And you realize the generations coming uh, forward are more reliant, more codependent on technology. Yeah. Well, you think about it. I mean, for us, the Gen X, that's when gaming was introduced and well yeah I say that but i mean you know atari was back what in the 70s oh yeah you know you had pong pong frogger and donkey kong you donkey know, kong pac-man yeah. and, you know it was you know things that had little boxes everything was made out right. of a box space so invaders eight, eight bit eight but, bit but then you know oh yeah but then we also moved into the nintendo age yeah you know the, the gen xers that's more gen x yeah but then when you go from that to the millennials yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, technology's only gotten better and better, and now you look at Gen Z with where they're at, with with just just taking you know gaming for instance. Yeah, I mean, leaps and bounds. I mean, you show a, a, a Gen Z a video game from Gen X, and they're like, "That's 
stupid. Good <laughs> Lord, what were y'all doing? Oh, yeah, because now they're playing. They're basically playing movies. They've got movies that they're playing. So, I mean, everything. Well, is my son's super- playing Battlefield 24. Yeah. Oh, 2042. That's unbelievable. Ooh, who is that? And 4K graphics in that thing, man. And it's it, it gives that machine all at once. But uh, it's unbelievable. Do you hear that, guys? I heard somebody. I heard somebody else. That's going to be our Gen Z representative of tonight's podcast. Aha. Mr. Sean Durham. Hey, welcome to the show, Mr. Sean Durham. Yeah, hey, good to have you. What's up, Sean? What's up? How's it going, buddy? It's good. Good, 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 man. Yeah, so Sean is our Sean is our Gen Z representative for tonight. Gen Z. And that's yeah. that's what we wanted to talk about because John and I were talking about this podcast and we're like, you know, we need to get somebody in here who who knows and who is experiencing it firsthand. Well, and the other part of it is, is that the beauty of this situation is, is that this journey is, this, Sean's my son. So, right. I mean, it, it, we've had to, I've had to learn this as I go from being from Gen X to, to Gen Z, you know, where he's at and what, you know, the things that interest him mm-hmm. opposed to what I'm accustomed to. And, and also come to the realization that it's not coming back. Right. You know, we sit here and we, we get pissed off and aggravated because he's, guys think and act a certain way but you know our day we had our day and it's in it's in the rear view mirror this is a new day and age and a new time for them i mean like sean for instance we're just talking about gaming for instance yeah now you you and i have sat down dad you know i went and got us an atari remember that yeah what was your first thought when we put them games on the (laughs) front it was just like so like very like pixel and like wasn't very like i didn't understand like how to like truly like navigate through it when I'm like so used to like as like a joystick on the Atari and having a PS4 controller is two different things. Uh-huh. So it's just kind of like almost I wouldn't say foreign, but like just very different for me. So archaic, yeah, archaic. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. You looked at those games from like that, really? You yeah, serious right really? now. Like, <laughs> I mean, now, now you know why we got such good know, imaginations. <laughs> you know, everything them is first player, right? Uh, Second, how do they? What's it's tr- either see how first, stupid I am. What? It's first player a lot of times, and if like for first person shooters, or it's like if you're playing Madden, it's a third person, so it's kind of like you can see the guy through. But it, it is you are actually there playing. You're not just controlling a an object. I don't even know what the hell you're just talking about. Yeah, I me, mean, <laughs> dude. You have no first I mean, person, third person. It, yeah. I understand that in baseball, but I don't. I think the hardest thing for me, and, and he can tell you this, is like. I couldn't get used to not seeing the guy move. Oh, yeah. Like oh. He sees everything, and right? I mean, when, when you play the game, you see everything through, like, the eyes of the player, right? Yes. So for me, I look at him, I go, bro, we have, like, a little guy, and you got, like, three lives. And the only way you got any more lives is if you, like, went up a level and got extra points or something. Yeah, yeah. You guys get, like, infinite lives. Like, you live you live forever in these games. You know what I mean? <laughs> But I mean, a lot of times you like like those games like that. You try to like you want to have like a positive ratio. So yeah, like he's talking ratios. What the hell's a ratio? You want to live. Game? You want to live more than you die. Oh, is There's that a, what that is? Yeah. Okay. I've seen some yogurt with a positive ratio. <laughs> Publix. Good man. But it, what we're getting at here, really, you know, the whole premise of it is that the struggle is real. Trying to understand yeah. the younger generation and what they're going through. So that was kind of a you know the. I, I look at it as being spoiled. You know, now they've got all these 
ridiculous graphics and everything is just like almost so real to where we're playing Mario's fat little ass running around the screen, jumping and hitting mushrooms <laughs> jumping and stuff like yeah. that, you know? And that was high tech for us. And that's just such a small part of what they deal with on an everyday basis. Like, for instance, you know, Sean's 21. 21. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're a younger dude. You're a man. But the world that you navigate in is a lot different than the world that I navigated in when I was your age. You know, like, for instance, just take... We're talking video games, but let's just take as far as just uh, communication, for instance. Yeah. Like, how do you guys typically communicate? Uh, a lot of times it, we take, it's either like, I mean, like via text message or it's social media. Cause a lot of times, like, most people don't like have, so like phone numbers. So it's a lot of times it's going to be via Snap or it's just kind of just via Instagram. So it's kind of just how and like, like, we're used, like, that's more our, way of like so not so much talking to each other but it's but uh texting um snapping pictures i mean not 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 so much verbal like calling on the phone hey what you doing how's it going where you been it's more um uh digital more text nice there's a little mario yeah but well even like facetiming for instance that's another thing that's big that you guys i noticed do that you know I don't know if we would have done it. We probably would have done it if we had it. Man, um, you know where that came from? That came from Disney World, man. That 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 evolution of life thing, you know, now is the time. Now is that you know, they're talking about, you know, the the FaceTiming, talking to each other on the we we're like, Yeah, right, that'll never happen. That that's years from now, and here we are living in it right now. And Sean is living through it. You know, because that's that that's actually more common than calling somebody, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot, it's kind of like you can see the person, so it's kind of like more real time and just kind of like if I'm doing something, it's just easier to be like, hey, and like want to just FaceTime. So it's probably more. It can be more convenient than just calling if you're, you're in the middle of something or just which in turn, it really it is. It, it, it's, it's easier in your guys's mind. I think sometimes that's how you build in relationships like we used to be face to face. Right. Like I go over to your house and hang out with you. Right. These guys, they do, they do, uh, you know, FaceTime and it's, and it's like them being in the same room, but they're physically not there, but they can see each other. They can interact and they can talk, you know, whereas in our world, it was, you went over to your buddy's house and you talked, or you went over to your girlfriend's house and you hung out. If you wanted to see each other, you had to go see each other. Yeah. Hop on your bike or hop in your car and, and go over there. Do you, as, as your generation, do they see that as more challenging or do they see that as an easier way of communicating? It's an easier way of communicating just because it's like, depending on like where you're at, again, just saying like, a lot of times people like, well, FaceTime during like, I know it's not the best idea, but a lot of times people like, well, FaceTime during school or it's just kind of yeah, talking to buddies or Gotcha. Now, I now here's some one thing that we've always talked about here on the battle is uh, the keyboard commandos. Everybody, you know, they're always brave online. They're always brave to Facebook message something that you know, stand up and act all bad and tough, or act like they're Mister Joe Cool. But whenever you get in front of them, it's the complete opposite. Do you find it that it's easier to? I guess what I'm trying to get at is like in a, in a dating kind of situation or, or you're trying to, I, 
I guess I'm trying to kind of move on a little bit, a little too. Little well, no, too I think fast. that what you're what you're where you're going with this, Ray, is is and Shauna, I we've talked about this before. It's really easy to be whoever you want to be on this side of the phone. Yeah, it's there you go. Yeah, but it's also like it's also hard because it's like whereas like you guys had the dip, like you didn't have to really experience it as much as we do now, and that's comes down to like having a catfish. Like a lot of times people can like it just shows that like this person can look a certain way and it not be really like who they are. Gotcha. So it's just, again, it's more. So it's easier to put out a false persona on a message or on something like that. And what he said, he said catfish earlier. And I know a lot of people out there don't understand what catfish is. Catfish is where, you can take a picture of yourself from a certain angle and you look like you're, you know. No, it's not even that. You no, can it's put somebody else's picture. Yeah, it's, oh, okay, yeah. So you can falsely identify who you are. Yes, it's a yeah, false it's identity it. and you use it as a tool to try to manipulate or to coax people or to have fake relationships or, you know. Yeah. People do it for kicks. People do it because they're insecure or they're lonely or some people do it for money. Some people do it, you know, for, you know, you know all kinds of different reasons, but. People do it sometimes because it's easier to be somebody else rather than to be yourself. Yeah. So do you find it that way? Do you find it easier to be somebody you're not when you're on social media than when you're FaceTiming or then when you're, you know, directly talking to somebody? It's, it's, I feel like it's more like it, you won't get it as much if you're like talking to somebody like via FaceTime than it is like on a, like a dating site. Cause it's like, you're kind of just there talking face to face as, and there's no like, filters or like have a fake persona as you want to like have on FaceTime video. Well, let, let, let's, let's just get to, to the, all the bullshit. And just ask, have you ever been in a situation where you've kind of played yourself to be something you're kind of not because you have the, the ability to do that over a device? I always try to like show like who I really am. Cause I know like it's not like the best feeling in the world to like have, to like have somebody look a certain way and then like not be that actual person. So it's kind of just, I'm not even talking about looks now. It sucks to get, I'm talking about personality because we've talked about this before. Like it's, you know, it's easy to say what you want and be what you want and be more calculated with the things that you say when you're on the other side of a phone than it is to be sitting in front of a person actually talking to them. So have you experienced in your, in your life as a young man, you know, where you felt that it was, more empowering and easier to say via text or maybe talk to a girl through Instagram or whatever and be calculated about what you say. And it's easier to be that way rather than to be who you are in person with that person. Yeah. And do you think that sometimes that does that, I guess the question I would have with that is, is does it make it tougher for you because you've created this persona via, you know, through, you know, texting communication. And then when you actually have to, be in front of that person, communicate with that person or interact with that person. Does it create a, an actual fear maybe, or that maybe you're not going to measure up to what it is that person may think that you are. Yeah. I, I feel like it's, it definitely just identifies like, you know, trying to like not being like, like you don't, it, I guess for me it's hard because it's like, I'm so like always try to stick to my roots, you know, try to stick to who I am and not try to like have anybody else feel like they're being led on or being played games with. So I just kind of stick with like, cause I know that there's times where like, you know, people try to like show up like somebody else and it's like, 
then you kind of realize that it's not the same person as you thought it was. So it's it gives kind of gives off like mixed emotions. So so yeah. basically, because you've had it happen to you, you're like, I don't want to do that to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So let's get, let's expand on that a little bit because we we've, we've already kind of touched the surface of the dating scene. You know, because like when you and I were dating, you were no shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. I even threw the producer for that oh, one. beautiful. That was horrible. He marked that one. That's oh, going to be in the intro. God. What happened? I said when you and I were, I ain't going to say it again. Oh, you and I would never do that. <laughs> because, because that's not even a possibility. My mind didn't even go there. Uh, but in, in our era, in our generation of dating, it was all very in front of each other. You you We had to have... Game, that man. Game, yeah, yeah. You have to have some game. You yeah, know we I mean? had to have game. So, and and I'm listening to Sean, and I'm and I'm going, uh oh. Yeah, that's right. Sounds. Here it comes. What up, girl? Got that great game. job. Who got it? Oh hell no! <laughs> hell no! <laughs> uh uh-huh. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. Talking to retraction. Uh huh. <laughs> Talking about shrinkage. But I got to, yeah. I got to thinking. <laughs> I'm listening to Sean talk, and I'm trying to think of the pros and cons of, of the way they date now. Cause now it's basically, it's on an app, you know, where you and I, it was, we had to go somewhere to meet somebody. Yeah. And now it's kind of like, you had to go hunting. Now it's like hmm, shopping, you know, it used to be hunting. Now it's shopping. It's like a catalog, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're scrolling through and, and I can see the, the positives and the negatives to it all. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, let's be just straight about it. When you're scrolling and looking, it's all about the way they look, right? It's, yeah, because it's like you can't. You're not stopping on some chick to see what she's about unless you, you know, think she's hot. I try to like, I try to look at the like, like the like her profile. Then I kind of looked at to see like what her morals are, and but that's try- after when you check out what she looks like. Yeah. Okay. So it's the picture first, right? <laughs> well, I'm yeah. all about the morals and you yeah. know all the standards. Where's that, that bullshit has? button? You know, where's, where's that, that bullshit, bullshit button when we need it? <laughs> <laughs> you so, go yeah. double D surfing in the. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I am kind of right in that area that it's it's more shopping than it is actually kind of hunting. So you got to like them physically first, then you start to kind of delve into. You know, it's it's really if you if we're going to be honest though, it's really not that different. I mean, when we went out to chicks, is because we were attracted to them. Absolutely. Yeah. The difference is for them is that they're able to scroll through like a Rolodex of different chicks. I mean, they got like a thousand of them they can choose from. Well, in the we approval, like five or six in the neighborhood. You know, the approval saying? process becomes easier that way. Well, and the, and the rejection process. Yeah, because if you rolled up on a bunch of girls on the beach and stuff like that and did your best, you know, foot forward. Full Monty Johnny. You know, <laughs> you did the full Monty and you get you get rejection. Yeah, because like nowadays, you don't have to worry about that rejection necessarily because you can click on a bunch that you think are that are cute that you are interested in. And until they click on you, it doesn't put you all yeah, together. Yeah, and then you can yeah, put up a false on- per- a picture, you yeah. Know? But if you okay. click on ten and none of them respond, you still get rejected. Hey, one out of one out of ten. One out of yes. ten say yes. Yes, right. that's my motto. Man. Ever that's since right. the invention of the filter, man. Mm. But yeah. but that's what I'm saying is, so I can see it as being challenging, you know, because like we would roll up on some girls and if they didn't like it, you knew right away, and it's like, all right, see you, you know, yeah. roll on to the next, roll on yep. to the next ones. So, it, dating at as a Gen Z in that generation, do you find it challenging? Do you find it? easier i mean we, you've heard stories that yeah. we tell about how it was when we were looking for girls and stuff like that do you think it's easier do you think it's harder i think it's more harder like on my generation because it's like it's not like 
trying to like it's almost i would say it's almost like different than like if you like went to go up and talk to talk to a girl because it's like she's it's more like you know kind of like oh kind of like caught off guard by it so it's just kind of because you know already know she's interested if she scrolled she swiped back yeah whereas if you walk up to a strange girl you, there's there's that chance she's going to be like nah i'm good yeah they That's still do that live time in the clubs though yeah yeah just make sure you get them before the lights come on but what I noticed, and you know, one thing, Sean and I talk about this a lot, is I noticed that they jump into relationships real quick. The, oh yeah, the younger generation. Yeah, like yeah, they kill talk to a girl, and you know, next thing you know, she's his girlfriend, and she ain't even even they haven't even gone on a date yet. It's all about that approval process, man. Right. So they, they're already, they've already, and that's the other part of it. I think too is that because they interact through FaceTime and they talk through technology so much, they really do develop some sort of a relationship yeah. that they already get comfortable with each other. The, the only part of it that's missing is the physicality. Mm. And yeah. so by the time, you know, they're three, four weeks into this thing, you know, they're actually probably talking more than we talk to our girlfriends. Cause you know, we used to have to write, they'd write us notes during school and then we'd read them in between class or yeah. you'd see her after school or whatever. Now they have full access to each other like all the time. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's also like, I feel like it's again it goes back to having pros and cons, but I feel like if it's like if I like, you know, me working and everything else and if I have time, it's like it makes it more convenient so I can just like, you know, get my phone and just FaceTime. So it's just kind of She filling in that void. You don't have to really it's like almost like I'm seeing her, I'm hanging out with her, yeah. but I'm not really with her. Yeah. So it's easier, it's more convenient to say, let's just FaceTime instead of driving twenty minutes to see each other. So that's definitely a pro. I mean, because well, I can it's see. It's also a con. Yeah, I can see where FaceTime would be at. You know, super cool. You know, in a. In so, how generation. long do you have to be hooking up on online before you start sexting? Uh oh. Uh oh, it just I, got real I, here. Keep it real. I mean, it I'll, just got real. Just the battle podcast, man. There ain't no no secrets no. in this ain't studio, no baby. This, oh no, no. You're amongst. If we're men, gonna talk so. about it. Let's talk about it. I, it all depends. I guess it's for a while because it's like. I mean, I know, like, as a dude's perspective, it's just like, hey, whatever, you know, but it's like for a girl's perspective, it's more of like the comfortability and being able to, like, being like, comfortable on a that certain level where it's like, it's more kind of easier for, like, you guys to go back and forth for. So, yeah. Gotcha, so, gotcha. in other words, what you're saying is, is that dudes, we're ready right off the the rip. Yeah. Ready but to go. You got to, but that's where the game comes in. That's where. No, man. Should, ladies are wild these they, days. They, they yeah. are. But uh, I think that what he's, what he's saying is, is that you still have to get them to a comfort level where they'll, they'll say, okay, this dude, I can trust him. Yeah. He's not going to send these pictures to his friends or whatever. Right? Yeah. Am, yeah. I, am I on the right? Yeah. Because it, it, it involves, because it's, goes back to like, you know, like, because a lot of times like people can like leak certain stuff and it's just, it doesn't like, you know, it's can be like, it can kind of like hurt your ego, but it's also like, you know, embarrassing. Cause it's like the person I thought like I did this with is like, no, I, I thought I could trust. And it's like, you don't want to have like that. So you piss her off. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. Oh so yeah. You, she pisses you off and that's how it works. And that's, that's the, how it goes. That's where the, probably the biggest con is. And yeah. Sean, and I've had this conversation on multiple occasions. It's like, they leave a trail of evidence, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, like, you know, that's, you know, I don't, back when we were coming up, 
if you did something in a neighborhood with a girl or whatever, it was between you and her unless she said something, but it was her word against yours. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. In the regards of not doing something, you know, illegal or anything like that. But I'm saying like, if you messed around with somebody these days, they put it out there on social media and they share pictures and everything else. There's you've got, you've got all kinds of documented text messages, Instagram. I mean, all these pictures and stuff. I mean, yeah. if you got somebody that wants to stick it to you, they can, yeah. you know, Dude, that's why I always said I'm so glad I did all my stupid shit before social oh, media. Oh man, I Ooh, been you and me, you and me both, right? Yeah, because man, Ooh. it would, yeah, some, it would not be good. I got called out on some of that. Oh yeah, exactly. Mm. It, it, we always had that. I need more beer. We yeah. always had that. I never touched her. That, I never did that. that. Is that possible? Not a chance. <laughs> there was no way. So, would you say that relationships move uh, faster? Yeah, they move a lot faster. That because it's like it, it. Going back to what my dad was saying is like it. It's almost like kind of getting to know each other. Then it's talking and then it's more of a talking, talking phase. And it's just kind of like leading into the relationship. You said something there that I, I, I think I want to hit on because for our listeners is talking. And this is something I've had to learn as a father. You know, there's a that's another terminology that they use. Like I'm talking to this girl, but we're not talking, talking. And I'm like, OK, well, what's talking? What's talking, talking? And. You know, so, so elaborate a little bit like that for our listeners. I mean, what is it when you, when you say you're talking, let's just say the first talking, you're talking to a girl. What does that mean? It's just when I'm talking to a girl, it's like getting to know her, you know, like seeing like where she stands on, like for her, like, like what she believes in, like what side of the fence she's on. So kind of just seeing if like how I like my side of the fence is like equal to hers. And so it's just kind of like, you know, just getting to know like what her, like her hobbies are and some of the things that she likes and dislikes, you know, just kind of like trying to find out if she's really who she says she is on the dating app. Getting to know her more on a personal level. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. She said she's this, 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 and this. And now you're talking to her to find out, is she really this, what she's put on the. So then you move into the talking, talking, what's talking, talking. The talking, talking phases more of like you guys have like talked for a while and starting to develop feelings and kind of like, you know, don't want to rush, like rush into something too, too quick, but also kind of like knowing that like, you know, if I'm talking to her and she's talking to me, it's kind of like, we're both kind of focused on each other and not going to like, so it's exclusive, exclusive, but also like, you know, is that where the sexting comes in? No. Or or is that relationship? So relationships. Okay. So you got talking, talking, talking exclusivity. And then relationship is when you start moving into the the sex thing and the pictures and all that. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Now, so, we, we touched on something else. I kind of want to, we touched on something else that, that's really kind of digging into me and I can see it in your face. Y'all can't see it out there, but I can see it in his face. Is some of the fears like that come along with the dating. And we touched on it just a little bit because like you said, you leave a trail. You leave a trail of, you know, once you get into that relationship status of it and the sexting starts and all this starts, now, if if she gets pissed off for some reason, or you get pissed off for some reason, you've now got a trail of uh, of these pictures and of these actions and stuff that you could do bad things with. Or, yeah, or, they or, do it via the app, and now now the app's got a copy of it. Yeah, and the, or or the or the other person could do bad things with. I mean, is that some of the fears that you guys have that the that your generation has when they're when they're in this dating stage? Yeah, because it's like you know, like you're not like. I mean, you can be like sometimes unsure of like, you know, of like, you know, what she's going to do. Like, you know, you just never know about like 
the actions that she could do because you know like in the world like for my generation it's so much harder because it's like you know there's so many like crimes that a girl it's again it's like her word against yours so it's like you know you're kind of like in the sitting in this like as a sitting duck so you just don't yeah but so, like, yeah I mean, especially the the younger the the 19 18 year range somebody yeah. could be saying she's 19 saying she's 18 right. or she's actually 15 or 16 and, and you know and we've, we've and got- you if we're going to keep it on the real, I mean, we've had situations like that. I mean, yeah. yeah. And you and get into the relationship stage and you start the, you know, you start the sexting part and all that stuff. And now next thing you know, you find out they're 17, 17 years old, 17. 16 years old. So and yeah, you can't go by the way somebody looks either. And the, yeah. the only thing that the only saving grace is if you have any data showing that she's telling you that she's 19. So that's going to mm. be, that's yeah. going to be a real fear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of all this, this, well, as a parent, you go, I mean, you hate to tell you, you know, you, you, your son who was 21 or 18 or 19 or 20. And we've been down this road together. It's like you hate to tell him, hey, get it, get their picture ID. You know, it's like right. you know, <laughs> they're going to show you their license. Right. You know? But as a parent, from the parent standpoint, there's there's an immense amount of fear that your, your kid's talking to somebody that's lying about their age. Yeah. And if they get a hair across their ass, well, now I got you. Yep. And that can be a life-altering, a life-changing situation. And you know, Sean, we've been down that road together in situations, and that's where the that's where the the dark side of this comes in. Yeah, because there is such a great amount of exposure mm-hmm. that's involved. And then you know, from not only just from him as a young man standpoint, but then as me from a father standpoint, worrying about my son. Yeah. And that's you the know? different generations. You know, that's where we're, that's why. And I, it's the world they navigate in. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and they think they're deceived because they, they think it's private. It's just between the two of them. Right. And it's out there. Yeah. In Cyberland. Yeah. It is. And that, that's got to be a terrifying thing. I mean, that's got to be scary. Sure. You know, I, I mean, it scares me thinking about it. And you, you hear the old saying, well, everybody's doing it. But the reality of it is everybody in his generation is doing it. Right. Exactly. And it's only getting worse. Well, yeah, it's it's considered normal. Yeah, we're, they look at us like we're crazy. Right? Yeah. Dad, what are you talking about? What's the big deal? Every Everybody does this. And yeah. you're like, oh, shit. You know, he, to some degree, he's right. They right. do. Yep. And so how yep. do you navigate as a parent through that, too? You know, now he's 21. He's a dude. He's a you know, grown man. He's, he's got to figure it out for himself. But we went through, what, about four years of hell with that? You yeah. Know? I mean, because... You love your you love your son. You love your kid, and you're like, dude, don't make the wrong move. Yeah, don't send the wrong picture to the wrong girl. Don't have the wrong conversation. And but again, I mean, in, in all fairness, let me see your identification. Can I see your birth certificate? Uh, right. Please right. bring your parents to the screen so I can verify that you're really yeah. 18 years. I mean, yeah. you, you get it, but at the same have point, you been you're vaccinated? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the you know that's the biggest challenge here is that. We're, we're of different generations. So we're trying to navigate as, as parents, we're trying to navigate our younger generation kids and, and, and sort it all out. You know, we're trying to figure it all out along with them. There's got to be other things in your generation that are, you know, that you guys are, I, I hate to say afraid of, cause it's not necessarily well, the being struggles, afraid I mean, of. Strugg- yeah. The, the struggles struggle. you have at like 21 you know, for instance, what are the, some of the things that you think about, you know, and I want you to be transparent for our listeners, not be, and don't worry about what you say. Cause I'm sitting here. 
You know, you got to keep it real because it's not about me. It's about whoever's listening to this podcast because that's what we're here to do. We're here to help men. Right. Men, you know, for me, I think once you turn 18, you should be a man. You know, and Agreed. From, from 18 to whatever, it's, this is for younger men. This is for middle-aged men. This is for older men. So, yeah. and, and that's what we're here for. So like, when you think about the, the struggles that you have, what are some of the biggest struggles at 21 years old in 2021 that you face? Um, I've like the one of like the biggest one is like, uh, I feel like the biggest one would be like for failure is just kind of like, you know, just not like being able to like fail the people like around you that have like supported you and like, you know, with like college and like if go to college and it's like to get a certain hypothetically get your say to get your bachelor's degree, it's like, and you don't. Or you get caught up in the wrong crowd because it's like, you know, you can easily just get kicked out. And it's like all that money that you saved up for college is gone. So it's just kind of making sure that you're like, you're on your own person. But like, you know, that nobody's there to like, you know, your parents ain't there with you. So making sure like, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to. So you are have to be your own, uh, like your own parent. Your own man. Yeah, being your own man. So from what I safety net, you know? What I kinda what I kinda picked up from that is like um fear of disappointing. Disappointing your your parents or disappointing your your friends or mentors or something like that. Like that's one of the big fears at at your current age or your is uh disappointment. Being, you know, disappointing somebody. What about um responsibility? Like moving out on your own. Like you, you mentioned going to college and now you are solely responsible for getting your ass up, going to school, doing your work. Nobody's over, you know, hanging over you, telling you to do all this stuff. Is that is that one too? Is that kind of a you know? I don't want to fail them. I don't want to let them down. I I need to be responsible. It's yeah, like yeah, definitely because it's just making sure you're responsible and like you know you're like once you move out, it's like you have bills you have to pay and you know just kind of like making sure that you have pay your bills on time so you kind of just like have to be your own man kind of like making sure that everything else is a pro- more priority than more important stuff is more of a priority than the fun stuff right right so when you when you think about um yourself and you look at yourself as a 21 year old man right where do you find what is the source of your value where does that come from my source of my value is you know as a since I was little, I've always been taught because I've been raised in the church. So I understand like I get my, my value and my, my value comes from God. So kind of just making sure that, you know, like in times that if I feel like I'm uncertain or in need, I kind of like use the source of prayer. Cause I know like the source it, cause it helps. Cause like, you know, when I was probably about 12 or 13, I was, I had, I got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, kind of like understanding, like, you know, kind of just making sure that, but like, you know, kind of just, yeah, <laughs> no, nah, it's all good, That's man. Okay. All good. Oh, you're all right, man. Yeah. Trying Take to find out, trying to find that validity back within yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I get you exactly. Cause so I'm assuming, and it's a complete assumption that you have some friends who, who aren't Christians, who don't believe in God. And they're trying to find their value in something other than that. They're trying yeah. to find their value in other people, uh, their girlfriend. 
you know, their job, which, you know, even at our age and our generation, we, we struggle with that too. We, sure. we struggle in where we find our value. Has it been difficult for you in your generation to express where you find your value at, you know, cause like right now we all know that being a Christian is not, it's, it's not a popular thing. Yeah. You know, it's actually kind of frowned upon right now in our, you know, in our current state of the world. Is it, has it been hard for you to express that to girls you're looking to date or talk yeah, to or talk, talk to, or it's, it de it's definitely hard because it's like, you know, where it's different is now it's more like, you know, cars, money, and just kind of like, or party and just kind of like figuring out like, you know, that's like who you are. But I mean, again, it goes back to like, you could only kind of using that for so long. I kind of always use a reference of like grabbing sand and, you know, just, it just falls out of your hand. It's, there's not, there's no substance there. Whereas like, if you add a little bit of water, it, it kind of just, it stays there. So kind of like I always represent like the water is Christ, you know, helping me like stay to a forward path and just helping me move on. Stay solid. Stay solid. Yeah. You gotcha. Gotcha. So, that is a struggle then, right? So being able to or actually find your value, because I'm sure in in the technology world, there's a lot of, you know, cars and money and singers and rappers and YouTubers and well, yeah, TikTokers and all that. We talked about that on last podcast about all or nothing. And this generation is taught if you're not everything, you're nothing. Right. Yep. And, you know, it's hard. I mean, I get it. You know, it's being a father and having, you know, young adults, uh, you know, that are, you know, that are your kids and, and seeing the things that they're getting pulled in the directions they're being pulled and the, and the desires that are out there and what the world tells them is, is worthy and what's valuable. And then them trying to navigate through that, it's difficult. And, yeah. you know, it's real easy to say, well, you know, you should just do this and put all your faith in Christ and, you know, it's okay to be different. And it's, it's, it's easy to say those things, yeah. mm -hmm. but it's hard to live those things. But right. But again, it, it yeah. also goes back to, it's more of like there's more of like a temptation there because of like you have so much that goes on. So it's like, you know, you can like trying to like stay solid to like your foundation of like who you are. So it's kind of just easy to, I guess, can, sometimes you can get like lost. Even for me, I can, I've realized that I can sometimes get lost in the wrong things and realize I have to like do a 180 and kind of go back to what I was focused on. Go back to that foundation. Well, the well that produces water. Yeah. From substance yeah. to your life. Mm-hmm. That's pretty inspiring, really. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I love and, it. And, and I love, I mean, I wish to God everybody could see Sean and could see that. The, We're going to have to bring him back, man. We'll fire up the cameras. Yeah, yeah. do a I live mean, show. The struggle is real. You know what I mean? And, and it's easy for us, you know, John and I, Gen Xers, it's easy for us to just, you know, come on, quit being a puss. Suck it up. Move on. That's not how well, you do I mean, it. This is how you do it. But and I think the other part too, though, Ray, is, is I don't think that my son tonight really realizes the amount of courage that it take that it takes to sit right. here in front of your father. Yeah, and be transparent about no, life. You know, I realize that. You know, I mean, I, and so you know, and we talk about you know, selflessness is a first stage of becoming a man. Yeah, and to put that aside, you know is you walking in that direction of being a real man because mm -hmm. it is uncomfortable. And, you know, I get it. You know, you're sitting here, we're talking about things, you know, sexting and pictures and all this other yeah. stuff. You're thinking, Oh, it's not know, easy, man. Sitting here next to my dad. I mean, well, what am I going <laughs> to say? I mean, but at the end of the day, we have to 
if we're going to help men. As men. As men yeah, yeah. in our generation, we have to accept what the younger generation is going through. And listen to what they're saying. Right. And that's what I was getting at. You know, it, it's easy for us to just sit back and be like, oh, just, you know, suck it up. Come on, be a man. We don't do that. You don't do that crap. We've but had we so many conversations where I'm like, dude, I, I get it. Yeah. Haven't we? We've talked yeah. and he, he'll say, dad, I, I'm, Sean, I get it. Believe me, I get it. But your dad's done some shit, and I don't want you to do it either. You know what I mean? so, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. trying to save you a step yes, or two, yeah, son. You, you know, yeah. but you know what? You can't. No, they're not going to yeah, learn right. unless they experience the pain themselves. Yeah, and, and you nailed it right there. And some kids can, like my oldest daughter, she has to experience it herself. She has to touch that hot stove. She has to do, you know. And I've come to realize that she has to do it. So it doesn't matter what I tell her to try to prevent her from experiencing that pain. She has to experience that pain. My youngest daughter, though, she'll listen to every word I say. And she'll trust that what I say is right. But my oldest daughter, she's got to experience it. And, you know, and that's, that's I was just trying to point out the difference between our generations. That as men, to be a real man in our generation, we have to listen and understand their generation. And and it's not easy. We got to do us. to them what Jesus does for us and meet them where they're at. Yeah, and it's not easy. And, it's and we, not easy. And a lot for of us. our generation refuses to do that. That's that's one of my. I, and I've been there. Yeah, that's my biggest thing about this podcast. That's, if it's if you're going to take anything away from this podcast, is that is that you have to listen to your kids and you have to understand. That's why I said I wish everybody could see Sean right now, because the struggle is real for them. We may just be like, suck it up. Come on. You know, we pull, pull yourself up. We, we, that's what we did. But you have to be able to look at them and listen to them and understand that, look, they are seriously struggling. struggling, And it does take courage to come talk to your adult, your parent, your step-parent, whoever it may be. Mentor, and just, yeah. yeah, and just be open. It, it, but I guess that goes back to like what we were saying earlier is about having a fear. It's like. going back to like earlier about having a fear it's like you know it's like you know sometimes i i know i try to like you know carry my own weight on my own and it's just like depending on whatever the topic is it's just for me it's i feel like it's because i'm like you know my dad won't understand but it's also where like you know just trying to making sure like you know trying to like you know hey like hey dad i'm got this going on you know trying to be more open and just kind of like talk to him about it yeah you know i talked to my brother yesterday and he's got kids who are older than ours so he's got one older than you. He's got one your age and then a little bit younger. And he said, you know, I never realized. He goes, I prepared myself for the toddlers. I prepared myself for the preteens. I prepared myself for the teens. He goes, man, that transition between kids and adults has got me all jacked up. Gosh. He's like, I was not prepared for that at all. He's like, you've got to let them be their people, their own person, but you've got to try to still guide them. But they're not going to listen to things. They don't you have to understand to listen too. To as a father, you're not going to save them from everything. Exactly, and that's what and he that's said. That's fall short. Yeah, that was his struggle, and and it was great. It's listening. my struggle. I'll yeah. be the first one to tell you. You want uh, me you too, want brother? To protect your kids, you know, because he's a man, but he's still my boy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's where I got to smarten up a little bit and pull back and say, you know what? Let him be who he is. He's got to learn, mm -hmm. you know. And so I find myself, you know. He just started a new job and like I'm concerned, making sure he's doing what I want him to do well. So I, I go to check on him, you know, and the wife says, leave him alone. <laughs> it's like, because, like, you know, because you know, I'm stressing. I stress for him because you, you love your kids. Yeah. But I guess the, 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 before we wrap up tonight, I think 
it's real easy for me to sit here and I think we can all attest to this and sit down and define what we consider to be a man. Yeah. Because we're doing it from the lens of the, of the ideology of what we were brought up to. I'd like to kind of hear from Sean. I mean, what is, what does he consider to be a man? Yeah. And when you think about being a man, what does that look like for you? 21 year old dude in 2021. I, I guess for me, like as like being a man is like, you know, it's just like, you know, being able there to like provide for your family, you know, like having a good job, you know, having a house, you know, just being able to show like, you know, you can provide. So it's just kind of like showing that like, you know, I mean, I sure, you know, sometimes it's easy to get like, you know, Hey, I want to have like the nice car and the nice house, you know, but you know, as long as you like, you know, you like provide for your family, you have time to spend time with your kids or spend time with your wife, you know, just kind of showing that like, that's what I would qualify like as a man, just kind of like, you know, can I, can I, can I ask you something now? Let's forsake the marriage forsake the kids and let's go right where you're at in life at your current status. Cause there's a lot of guys out there, 21 years old, single or 21 years old dating. What, what do you, what do you think makes a man at your current state? You know, you see what I'm saying? Not, not yeah. what, not what your projection of a man is, but as of right now, I'm a man because what? And, and, and it can be, it, be completely honest with us. You know what I mean? I mean, what, what, what do you think makes you a man at your current state? Or like, like current state, like, you know, it's easy to be like, you know, I have a job, you know, I'm able to have a good income and just kind of like making sure that, you know, I can provide for myself just to have like, just showing like, you know, I can be on that track that like, you know, depending on like what your mindset is because like, I always try to like you know my dad has always like taught me like you know like always like make sure like you know look at the heart of a man kind of just making sure like you know what his like what he values and kind of that's good man I like that do you think that a lot of guys at your current state see it that way or do you think they see it more as you know what you've acquired what you have doing what everybody tells it, you you should be more so like what you have and what like you know what you can kind of offer gotcha mm. that's you so what you're basically what you're telling us is that your generation is being said you're not a man unless you have a full-time job driving a nice car you know can live on your own you know more worldly type things like you talked about the sand the sand type stuff and you're trying to focus on and i bet it's a struggle too that you know, looking at the heart of people and looking at your own heart and what do I, what do I stand for? So, I mean, that's the struggle right there is not falling into the trap of what everybody else is telling you and trying to be true to who you are. Right. Does that sound about right? Oh yeah. I definitely kind of like, you know, yeah. Cause it's just trying to making sure like, you know, you're, your own person because you can only like focus on yourself. You don't need to worry about what everybody else is doing. So that's awesome, dude. The, dude, the struggle is real. This one should have been one to record for video for real, dude. Yep. I agree completely. Cause I mean, we'll have him back for part two. Yeah. 
For sure. Because it, we honestly, Sean, it is great having you in here because we don't know. We we don't understand. We're trying to. We're yeah. trying to figure we're, it out. Yeah, we come yeah. in talking from a from a grown man's perspective and Yeah. And and, and we don't when, know. When we were your age, it was completely different. Absolutely hundred percent different. And we're trying to make sure that everything we have to offer our listeners, we're trying to make sure the young guys know that uh, it's not just a couple old guys out there talking. We're trying to make sure that everybody out there who's raising kids or raising young men or who is a young man themselves, that we've got something that we can help them with, that we can give them information that's relevant to what they're going through. And I really, I really appreciate you coming in. You, you. Yeah, thank you, Sean. Yeah, John said Appreciate it. Appreciate that, man. John said it. He goes, it ain't easy. And you know, no. we, we 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 talked about some kudos, real, man. We talked about some real shit here, man. Come we, drink my beer anytime. <laughs> <laughs> well, your dad brought it. Need some seltzer water or something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you a soda next time, buddy. It'll it'll grow on me probably. <laughs> Not too much, I hope. Right. <laughs> See, there I go being a dad. There's the there dad thing. There Shut it up, is. <laughs> Shut up, dad. Let him drink a beer. So I, at the end of the day, I guess the greatest question that gets asked of anybody for a, for, a, for a boy at some point in his life is, what is a man? And as I'm sitting here tonight and I'm listening to the conversation and the dialogue is that it's a lot different, but yet it's not that different anymore. And I think we overcomplicate it sometimes. Like we want to use technology and the day and the age and all these different things to try to separate us instead of allowing those things to bring us closer together. One of the things that we said to, tonight on the podcast, or I said tonight on the podcast, I think is so true is that for me as a believer, Jesus has always met me where I'm at. And I think there's a lot of older dudes like myself, we're not willing to meet these young men where they're at. And we want them to show up and be what we want them to be. And in the, at the end of the day, that is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And until we humble ourselves as men and allow ourselves to go into the streets, so to speak, we're not going to be able to help save the lost. We could sit on this podcast all day long talking about boys with beards and man buns and skinny jeans and all these different things that we like to crack on and laugh about. But at the end of the day, the question we're going to ask ourselves as men is, what are we doing? What are we going to do about it? The only thing that I've learned as a father is that it is a continual, constant situation that is never, ever going to go away. It's never going to stop. It's a battle that rages on, and it will rage on for the rest of my life. And the only hope and prayer that I have for my son, who, by the way, you know, I'm very proud of tonight, is that he, too, will engage in that battle alongside me. Ever since he was a young boy, I used to tell him when we would go to church together, it always is him on one side, me on the other, and then my wife and my daughter in the middle. I've always told him that we're bookends. We're bookends. Because at the end of the day, he's the man that I'm standing with, my son. And there's not another man on this planet and I'd rather stand beside him. Let me tell you something, men. When you go to war, you engage in the battle. You want to stand next to somebody you can trust. Men, take the time to get to know your sons. 
Throw down your pride. Remove the excuses. Quit with all the bullshit. Humble yourselves. Meet them where they're at. And when you do that, they're going to come alongside you. And when they come alongside you, well, that's where the rubber meets the road. 